Welcome everyone to the Ohavet Torah. Today's shiur is Daf Lametet. We will begin at the new Perek, at the Mishnah, on Daf Lametet Amun Aleph. Mishnah says as follows. Taraf Bekalpi. The, the Kohen Gadol, we're talking about the, now the raffle that the Kohen Gadol does to decide which one of the, of the goats is for Hashem and which one is Azazel. The Goral, correct. So when you do this Goral, Taraf Bekalpi. Now the word Taraf either means uh, that the person would, that the, the Kohen would have to um, grab one of the Raffle tickets out of the raffle box. Okay, Kalpi is the raffle tickets. Raffle box. Now, that's according to um, Rashi. Rabbeinu Hananel learns a little differently. He learns the word taraf to be that you mix it up. Why? Otherwise, you've got not to mix it up? Either way, the, uh, the, the Gemara is going to tell you that the reason for doing this, is in order that it's not possible the Kohen could know which one he's picking out. You know how they say fix, fix, yeah. fix? So by grabbing it quickly, you show it can't be a fix. Or by, um, thank you, or by uh, mixing it up, you show that it can't be a fix. Mm-hmm. Both Rashi and Mechanel are showing that they want something to, to, to be it's not cool. a fix, to prove it's not a fix, but... But uh, it's unclear which one it is. Okay, so tarak, if, it, if it is a fix, what's the uh, what's the? So the, the Gemara will talk about that. That's the one. Okay, good. Shnegarot, and he brings out two lotteries. So the, the, let's, let's understand the kalpi is the box that the lottery goes into, mm-hmm. and the goralot are the actual lottery tickets. Okay, the golden ones. Well, they became gold, right? We know we like that, right? Echad ketuv alav l'ashem, one says l'ashem, ve'echad ketuv alav l'azazel. Ha-sagan b'yimino, the sagan, which is the deputy, or the assistant, b'yimino, stands on the right. V'rosh bet'av, b'simolo, and the head of the bet'av, of the family, is there on the left. Im shel shem ala b'yimino, if the one, that says l'ashem, comes in his right hand, ha-sagan, the sagan who's standing on the right, omer lo, this is my master, raise your hand. And if the one of Hashem comes up on the left, then Rosh Bet Av, Omer, Lo, Hagbei Simolcha, pick up your left hand. Okay, so the, the one that, the hand that gets picked up is the one that's Lashem. Okay? You place them on the two Seirim. And when he puts the one on the one for Hashem, he has to say the words, Hashem Hatat. Rabbi Yishmael Omer, He didn't have to say the word Hatat. He only said, according to Bishmael, he disagrees with Tanakama. Tanakama says the words that he says when he puts it on the Hashem one is Hashem Hatat. According to Bishmael, the words he says is Hashem. And they answer, Baruch Shem, Kivod Machuto, Says the Gemara, Lama lead Tirok Fekalpi, why do you have to mix it, according to Rebbe or why do you have to grab it? Says the Gemara, Kiyechi, the Lord Kavin, we don't want him to take his time 
and figure out which one he wants to pick. Now, the reason why he would want to do that is because Klai Yisrael gets very excited when they pick the one that says La Hashem in the right hand. That's a sign that you're doing that things are going good. So we don't want him to play with it, and therefore we make him either snatch or mix. Says Gemara, The box made out of wood, and it did, was not holified, which means it was not bought. Welcome, Ivan. It was not bought with monies belonging to Kali Style. It was privately owned. By who? Whoever bought it. And it was only large enough to have room for the two hands and nothing else. He puts his two hands in to grab and he pulls them out. That's all it was. Okay? Matki for Ravina, so Ravina asked Rava, or asked on Rava. He sticks both hands in, picks both up. Once is Lashem, once is Lazazel. It's probably like someone holds the box and lets him pick it up. So either he has to grab quickly, or he mixes it up first and goes, yeah, okay. Now it says, yeah. We are now in the Gemara right after the Mishnah. Okay? Lamed Tet. Three lines into the Gemara. I understand why there's only room to hold two hands in it. We don't want the guy to have in mind and grab the wrong thing. But why does the box have to be not holified? Not Kedisha? Let's holify it. If so, if so, then you're making a holified keli that's made out of wood. Klishad shel etz lo avdina. We don't make a holified thing out of wood. Now, as a machloket, whether or not you're not allowed to make it, it doesn't work. It could be that wood doesn't get holified. Other rabbis hold that wood can get holified, but you shouldn't holify wood. So since everyone holds not to do it, that's why we don't do it. So, so why doesn't someone just upgrade it to gold? Ah, v'navdad dekasef, v'navdad zav. Let's upgrade it to silver or gold, which we. Can holify, but you can't holify. Says the Gemara, Torah doesn't want to spend too much money of the Jews. How is that too much money? They can they can build the the menorah with the gold, and they can't put like the case was made with the gold. I'm with you guys. I don't know. They're not helping on the bottom here. I would like, in my other Gemara, I'd like to look it up if I can. I'm not understanding. I don't understand why we can't make it. All of a sudden, we're being cheap. I'm with you. What about the golden piece, the actual raffle tickets? Was those? Well, we made so we can. That's another whole thing. Okay, let's see. But were they holified? Oh, we're going to talk about it soon. Uh-huh. It says, Our Mishnah goes against the following Tana. The Tanya, because we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Mishum Rabbi Eliezer, Hasegan da Kohen machnisin yadav v'kalpi. Imro shel Kohen gadol oleh. Hasegan Omer lo shikohen gadol hagbeya minchav. Imro shikohen oleh. Rosh metav omer lo shikohen gadol hagbeya minchav. Diber melech. Milech. Say your words. Milach. 
So it sounds like in this case that it wasn't the Kohen sticking his hands in. It was actually the Sgan and the Rosh Bet Av who are sticking their hands in. And the, whoever picks up the one Lashem tells the Kohen Gadol. That's what our Mishnah said. And this bright is saying, that's not what happened. According to this bright, it wasn't the Kohen Gadol sticking his hands in. It's the assistant and the Rosh Bet Av who are on the side who are sticking their hands in. And the one who gets the right one will either say, say your word, or he'll say, hey, pick up your right hand. How can they contradict each other? No, in other words, whichever one wins. In other words, let's say the the, the right one... No, no, I know, but I'm saying how could the Mishnah and the Bread contradict each other? It, it's a machlok. Maybe it's a machlok. Okay, well, again, one's right, one's wrong, because yeah. they did one or the other. They can't do both. Unless they did one and one time, one the other time. Where is the question? scan. Says, why doesn't the Sagan tell him speak your word? In other words, what if the Sagan who's on the right gets the shim? So he says, Please, my master, pick up your hand. If it goes, oh, let's get this clear. Hold on, sorry. let's go back. But so now, according to this, who's oh, raising their hand? Let's get the Quangalo for sure raised their hands for sure. Now, let's, let's get it clear. Uh, if if it comes in the right hand of the Kohen Gadol, then the Sagan tells him, pick up your hand. No, no, I got it wrong. Hold on. Let's get it clear. I'm sorry. I, I messed up last time also. Sorry, Ivan, back up. The two hands that go in, one is the Sagan and the Kohen Gadol. Not the Rosh Pratah. Rosh Pratah is not putting him. According to, to the Mishnah, according to the Brayta. Right. According to the Brayta. The Skan and the Kohen Gadol are putting in the hands. If it goes in the hand, right hand of the Kohen Gadol, then the Skan tells him, pick up your right hand. If it goes in the Skan's hand, then the Rosh Av tells him, say your word. So the Rosh Av has no hands in. So they both put in one right hand. This, again, this, let's get this clear. There's yeah. Kohen Gadol in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's the Skan on the right. There's the Rosh Av on the left. Okay? The two hands are going in. Both right. Oh, are are both the scans the, the, the hand one hand of the scan on the right and one hand of the queen at all. The Rosh Pratav has no hand in. I know, I know, but the queen has his right hand in and the. I don't know which hand of which doesn't say. Doesn't make a difference. Now, now. So remember, you said if they raise the right hand, but 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 raising the right hand is always that that that, that the, the is the one that shows that it's the one shalshem. Okay, now. If it comes out of the Kohen Gadol, in the right hand Kohen Gadol, then he says, pick up your right hand. And if it goes in the, the, in the right hand of the Skan, then they pick up the left hand. Or say your words. Okay? Now one says, why doesn't the Skan say so? Because since the Skan, since it didn't get the right one, Yanni got the wrong one, the Kohengadol feels bad, so that's why you don't want Yani. The Kohengadol is going to feel bad that the Skan got the Lashem Chatat one, and therefore we don't want the Skan to be the one to tell him pick up 
your hand. So instead, we tell the Rosh Baitav to do it. Okay. Now it says, What's the Machloket? More Savar, you mean the Discan Adip Misbot to Kohen Gadol. So our Mish- the Mishnah that says Rabbi Yehuda, the one that says that the Kohen Gadol doesn't put, doesn't put two hands in, why does he say the Kohen Gadol doesn't put two hands in? You know why? Because he says, listen, we know that the Avodah in the Beit HaMikdash has to be done in the right hand always. And therefore, if we have a choice, the Kohen puts his right hand in, and then we can either put the Kohen's left hand in, or someone else's right hand, he'd rather put someone else's right hand than going in his left hand. Why? Because since we always do Avodah with the right, so I'd rather have two right hands. doesn't have to be the that same is. person. I'd rather have two right hands. That's going to be done in the Brighton. More so, but the Mishnah holds, it's equal. And therefore, since, it's, since the Kohen Gadol and being right is the same thing, you might as well let the Kohen Gadol do it. And that's our Mishnah. Okay. Uman Haitan de Palagalet de Buda. Who wrote our Mishnah? Who argues on Rabbi Da? Baruch Atta. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Tanya, we learned in the Brighta. Rabbi Hananya, Skana Kohanim. Who? The Tanya, we learned in the Brighta. Lama Sagan Mimino. Why is the Skana on the right? Shimirabo Pesul, the Kohen Gadol. Nikhlas Skana Mashur Shaktav. He says the reason why the Skana's on the right, because this way, if anything happens, Kohen Gadol, then we let the skan come in and do it. So according to this, the reason why the skan's on the right is not because he's sticking his hand in, it's because he's got to be as a substitute. So it's, you see from here that he doesn't do anything. So therefore, that's the, it's, it's logical that is the author of our Mishnah, which said that the Kohen Gadol is the one who sticks his two hands in, as opposed to Kohen Gadol and the skan. Are you with me, Ivan? Okay, great. Let's go. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanam, we learned in the Brayta, Alba'im shanash shimesh Shimon HaTzadik, Haya goral ola biyamin. For the 40 years that Shimon HaTzadik was the Kohen Gadol, during the time of the second Beit HaMikdash, the goral always came on the right. Lashem was always on the right. 40 out of 40. Mikan ve'elach, once he passed away, Pa'amim ole biyamin, Pa'amim ole so sometimes the right, sometimes the left. They used to put up a strip of red wool, and when the Kohen Gadol would come out of the Kodesh Kodeshim, it would get white. And that would show that the sins are forgiven. During all 40 years, it would get white, it would whiteify. Right? And Mikan Velach, after those 40 years, Pamim Malbin, sometimes it would get whiteify, Pamim Enoabin, sometimes it would stay red. Everyone stay red, it's like a very bad sign, no? Right, people weren't psyched about that, no. During the time of Shimon al the western candle of the menorah would always stay lit. Wasn't that the whole first Bethlehem? This is, this is in the, you, you would have thunk that. But here we're talking even in the second Bethlehem. No way. And, and it's happening this. during the 40 years of Shimon al Okay? Huh. I never, I from then on, pamim dolek, pamim Sometimes it was lit, sometimes it would go out. Don't they say never? It didn't get lit during the second bed during Gash. That was one of the miracles. I thought they said this like the shekinah didn't really come down or something. Well, you see, otherwise in this this bright over here. Not only that, the koanim did not have to bring any wood to the malachah; it would burn on its own plenty. 
except for the Shnei team, which is part of the Avodah, they have to do. Kedeh, in order to welcome Joe. Kedeh lekayim mitzvah tazim, in order to be fulfilled the mitzvah of Etzim. Mikan ve'elech, from here on in, pamim mitkaber, pamim mitkaber. Sometimes it will be strong, sometimes it will not burn strong. So therefore the Kohanim would always bring wood to the thing to keep it going. There was a Beracha on the Omer. Now, the, the, which means that these things had, these Lechem Apanim that we put on the Shulchan and the Shteha Lechem and the, and the Korban Omer, all these things worked out that when you, a Kohen would eat it, you would feel full. Even if you ate a small amount, you automatically feel full. That was a Beracha that came into it. Which is during the time of Shimon Sadiq. Only. Okay? Any Kohen who got a Kazait, yes, Ochlov Some of them would eat it and say, Wow, I ate a Kazait, I'm stuffed. Okay? Some guys had so much Belacha that they couldn't eat a Kazait. Nah. They'd start eating, Oh my God, I'm too full, I can't eat the rest of it. That was the Belacha. That came in the food. But how is that a beracha? That, that would be a curse of not being able to finish it, no? It, it's a beracha because you see that in, in general, the less a person has to eat to be full, the more beracha he has. Because a guy gets heavy. Why is he getting heavy? He's eating too much. And uh, the, the extra weight is staying on him. Or he spends more time in the bathroom, going to the bathroom here. The less you have to eat and feel full, and your body can go with it, but that's a bit of What do you do with the extra piece that you still Who have? Knows? Who knows? I don't know. Mikan. Mikan. You just had it by root. Yeah, right. After Shimon Sik passed away, there was a curse on the Omen. Every coin who got the size of a fool, fool is a type of a bean, right? Okay. If a person is a Sadiq, he would pull back his hands. Yani, they said, they don't want to eat it because they can, it, it's so small, it's not going to help them do the mitzvah because the mitzvah is to eat a kazayit and it's not going to make them full, so they wouldn't eat it if it's so small. Okay? What happened that they couldn't get a kazayit Because... Sometimes there was a lot of people waiting for it. If the guy's a, a, a guy who wants to eat, he would grab it and eat it. There was a story of a guy. Not only did he take his own portion, he took his friend's portion. They used to call him, turn the page, Ben Chamsan, the robber, Adyomoto. This guy was called the robber because he took someone else's portion until he. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbah Bar of Shila. Maikra, how do you see the word Chamatz mean a robber? Elohe Palateni Miyad Rasha Mikaf Meul Vachometz. Save me from a from a Rasha. Save me from a schemer Meavel Vachometz and a robber. Rabbi Rahakalim Du Hetev Dishu Mishpat Ishnu Chometz. Help the people who got robbed. Give Chomets is a guy who got robbed. Chomets is a guy who's robbing. Help the rob, robbed guy, not the robber. Okay, that's just a side word on the word Chamsan. Tanu Rabbanan. 
the year that Shimon HaSadik died, he told his friends, this year he's going to die, referring to himself. So they asked him, How do you know? I would walk into the Kodesh Kodeshim, and I would meet a guy there, dressed in white, looking white. He would go in with me, and go out with me. Today, the guy was wearing black. And he was wrapped in black. He went in with me, but he didn't go out with me. Right after Sukkot, he was sick for seven days and he died. And once he died, the Kohanim stopped saying Berkat Kohanim in the name of Hashem. Which, now, it's not sure what this means. Some say this means that they forgot how to say this name of Hashem the way it's written, the right way. And therefore they started saying Amonai in Berkat Kohanim instead of Hashem's real name, which we're not allowed to pronounce. Why? They actually It seems like they used to do that before and then now they don't. Others say that it just means they were so sad that they're not allowed to say Hashem's name in sadness. So for those seven days, they stopped doing it, but they started doing it again. That's the Benish Chai who says that. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. You say Hashem's name all the time, you're saying. No, we say in sadness all the time. Kippur, say. You say Amonai. In Kippur? Yeah. You don't say Hashem's name on Kippur? We never say Hashem's name. Oh, we, we never ever say Hashem's name. We're not allowed to say it unless you're in the Beth Mikdash in a certain situation. Yud Kevavke. Yud Kevavke. We never, we always pronounce it Amonai. That's not the way it's supposed to be pronounced. We're not allowed to say it the right way. There's Goyim who have, uh, you know, they'll, they'll do it with a J. And they'll say, you know, you can't even say the name of that group of Goyim. A bunch of, those, bunch of uh, people who are doing the wrong thing. They call themselves the Blanks Witnesses. Yes, that word means my, my master. Okay? So we don't say it now because we're using it to refer to Hashem. We won't say it. But we say it during Tifilah all the time. Okay? But you'd give the actual name of Hashem. It's like saying sir. Okay? When we're saying it about Hashem, we don't say it. Sometimes, sometimes it's not holy. Sometimes if you're saying about if you're talking about a servant to his master, we'll say Adoni, right? Or, or, or you could even say it the other way. Sometimes it's not all. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan, Arbaim Shenakodim Kurban Abai. Forty years before they destroyed the Beit Hamikdash, Lo Hayah Goral Oleb Yamin. It never came up in the right hand. So we have, we have a few different things. Number one, by Shimon Sadiq, for forty years it always came right. Then it was sometimes right, sometimes left. Forty years before the destruction, it was always left. <coughs> Never did the red wool become white. It was always red. It would never stay lit. And the doors of the Echal would open on their own, as if inviting the Goyim to come in. Until Rabbi Yochum Zakai, who was the, the 
Nasi during those days yelled at the doors. You can do that. Amar told him, Hechal, Hechal, you Why are you uh, scaring yourself? I know you're going to one day be destroyed. And Ido already said, But why are you scaring yourself? In other words, why are you opening your door already? You don't have to open your door. When it happens, it happens. Now, where do you see the word Levanon means? Means Bet Mikdash. Is a good shiur for Lebanon. Amar Yitzchak by Tavla. Lebanon. Why do we call it Lebanon? Says the Gemara. Shemalbin Avonotem Sheisrael, because it whitens the sins of the Jews. Lebanon is bleach. We bleach the sins of the Jews in the Beit Hamikdash. Amar Zutra Batuvia. Lamenekrashemo Yad. Why do we call the Beit Hamikdash a forest? Tichtiv Beit Yad HaLebanon. Lemolacha. Just like a forest blooms, so to the whole the Beit Hamikdash blooms. Tamar of Hoshia, when Shlomo Melech built the Beit Hamikdash, Natabo Megadim Shazav, he made golden trees in the Beit Hamikdash. Golden trees? How is that possible? Trees made out of gold. Oh, like a, like a sculpture, not yeah, like, golden not like trees, an actual real tree. No, it was like a sculpture that was in dirt, and it was gold, made out of gold. And still continued to grow? Made out of gold. And what happened? And the trees would, would bring fruits in the right times. Oh, during, the, uh, during the apple seasons. Apples. Nah. Oh, yes. That's crazy. Okay. And it would, and it would different fruits, like every season it would bloom. Let's say one time cherry, one time apples. I Correct. Guess. Well, it depends what kind of tree it was. Okay. Oh, so it depends what type of tree. Yeah, and and when the ruach, when the wind would come, the fruits would fall off. And the koanim got parnasa from it. They used to sell the fruits from the golden trees. I would buy. Right. When the goyim came in the Beit Hamikdash, Yavshu they dried up. But I think Hashem is going to bring it back to us. Shneimar says, "Proch tefrach v'tagel af gilat velanin." Kavod Lebanon natan la. Hashem gave the kavod of the Lebanon, meaning that it's going to be like a tree. Okay, we're now at the two dots, three lines down to the wide lines. Natan al shnesim. We say you put. We have to when you pick the two raffle tickets, you put them on the goats. Which I remember your question. I still didn't answer your question. Do you remember what your question was? No. Your question was, you, you get rid of them every year. Oh, no, that was my question. Thought, that was your question? Yeah, yeah and I said, okay. how, how could they use gold ones if they get rid of them every right, year? That was a question. Okay. So we have to put them on the goats. Tana Rabba, we learned in the Brayta. Eset pa'amim maskir kohen gadol t'shem b'yom bo b'yom. Ten times the kohen gadol mentions Hashem's name that day. Shlosha, three times, v'vidui is the first vidui. First vidui that he says on his part. Next one, Shlosha Vidushni. Second, three times. No, the first. Right? Second, three on the second Vidui. Shlab Seir Amstech. Three on the Seir Azazel. 
Ve'echad b'gorot, and one when he does the goros. Okay. I don't know why we mentioned B'gat Kohanim, but we never forgot that. Right? Ukvar amar Hashem v'nishma kolo b'nicho. One time it happened that when he said the name, you could hear they heard his voice all the way in Yericho. It's not clear if they heard his voice in Yericho or they heard the Baruch Shem answering all the way in Yericho. If they heard his voice in Yericho, it's a miracle. Uh, otherwise, even if they heard the Kohanim's voice, still a miracle. No. Baruch Shem of everyone answering. I don't know if that's it. how many people it is. Millions could be. I don't know how many people. Still, but, but, but we had to make a miracle that there was a that his voice was going all the way through. All the way to Yericho? No, six more. This is more, there's ten parts. How, how far is Yericho? Uh, what does it say? I'm a rabbi Yericho, it's ten parts. And the creaking of the door of the Yechal was heard for eight Tchum Shabbat away. So that's uh, eight times two thousand. That's um, 16,000 or more, correct. The, the goats that were in Yericho would sneeze from the Ketoret from, from Yushalayim. Okay? The woman in Yericho didn't have to put on perfume. They had the Ketoret on them. And Kalash The Kala didn't need to put perfume on. Kala needs more perfume than a regular lady. And in, a kala in Yericho would still need perfume. It wasn't strong enough. But a kala in Yerushalayim didn't need perfume at all. So, so, so it smell like everyone else. Well, it should smell nice, I guess. I don't know. My father had goats on the mountain of Mechwar. They would sneeze from the Ruach HaKtoret. Sakhli is again, one old man told me, one time I went to Shiloh, which is where the Mishkan used to be. And even though, of course, a many, many years after the Mishkan was destroyed, I still smelled the, the Ketoret. Amar Abiyane. Abiyane says, You know what? I think we're going to leave this Rabbiyane till tomorrow. Amar Abiyane will start tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'onan. Amen, Amen. But I just want to end with something, if we have a second. I do have time. Um, Musi asked a question, which I thought I wanted, I, I found a nice answer to, I want to mention it. Um, in the previous Gemara, we had the story of Hillel and Rabbi Ishmael, uh, who was the rabbi, wealthy rabbi? Uh, Eliezer ben, uh, ben, ben Kharsom. And uh, Hillel and Yosef Sadiq. And we said that anyone... Who goes, gets the Shamayim and tries to use an excuse, these rabbis bust your bubble. Yosef busts them. If a guy says he was too hand, if a guy says he was too poor to learn Torah, Hillel Sneak busts your bubble. He was so, so poor and he learned all the Torah. And we, we show how much Torah he learned. We show how much Torah he learned because he climbed to the roof and he got frozen. And Elizabeth Chasson was so rich, we showed how rich he was with his thousand cities and thousand ships and his money and his servants and his people and that. And yet we see that he put the thing on his back and he went around to learn Torah. He he's learning Torah. And if a guy says he was too handsome, and you know they were all the, the ladies were all over him, and he was busy with his averot and he couldn't learn Torah, 
So you weren't more handsome than Yosef Hasidik, and we say how you know the the, the, the lady would change to three times a day to try to get him, and she would convince him, and she would swear him, and she would yell at him, and she curse him, put him in jail, all sorts of things, and he never did any other. But Musi asked the question. He says it doesn't say that you know Torah. Remember that question? I was your question. Oh, it was your question. I, uh, so you got his credit, he got your credit. Okay? It, it, these things are proving that there's no excuse not to learn Torah. Right? But the other two rabbis, we saw how they learned Torah. Yosef, the Gemara doesn't bother telling you they learned anything. So I looked at it and I said, okay, I guess uh, he must have learned. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Right? The Beta Levi asked this question. Beta Levi is the grandfather of the Brisker Rav Shalom. Okay? Beta Levi gives the following answer. He says, You see from the fact that the Gemara doesn't bother to tell you how Yosef learned Torah, and it bothered to tell you about Hillel, it bothered to tell you about Rebelezer Ben Harsom, but it doesn't bother to tell you about Yosef. Must be, says the Brisker Rav, the Beta Levi, he says, It must be that it's automatic. That if a guy didn't do Avera and the lady's trying so many times, the only way you could do that is with Torah. You think that you can avoid Averot just by saying, I don't want to do Averot. When a guy has Torah, it strengthens you and, and you could you could you could pass tests like this. But if the test is a crazy, crazy test, the only way to do it is if you learn Torah. And therefore all the Torah has to tell you is how strong the test of Yosef, and we don't have to tell you. And we're not telling you anymore. As the Torah says, Barati uh, I made you Torah, I created the Torah as an antidote. So the Torah is the vaccine. If you see the guy went a thousand things, didn't get infected, went through a thousand things and didn't get infected, it must be he got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Because if, if the, so there could be other things for, for, for viruses. But if the Torah is telling you that the only vaccine for Yetzirah is Torah, so all we have to show you is that Yosef didn't give it to Yetzirah, and we already told you that he must have learned Torah. And therefore, the Torah doesn't have to bother telling you what Yosef did. We know he learned Torah. Finish. Chalas. I thought it was gorgeous. Okay. Enjoy, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, Yosef. Ivan's name is Yosef. Oh, really? Yeah. He missed that one. Usually he would chuckle.